Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone, and welcome back. You are here with District Baseball once again, and congratulations. There's no place better for your offseason and just general baseball news. I'm Nick. He's Trey. We can be found at District BSB over on Twitter slash X. Trey, what's going on? Uh, not Nothing much, really. Uh, we're kind of just waiting for stuff to happen, so we're going to be doing some predictions. Because... Oh, something happened today, so, and let me tell you, it's as big to me as like any major free agent signing because Dom Smith is no longer a national and it's just, it's true addition by subtraction. I am over the moon. Um, I also think if uh, I'm being serious here for a second, which never happens, um, it also really solidifies uh, they're in the market for a power bat, most likely a corner um, infield position which obviously is also music to my ears, but I think Reese Hoskins is definitely in play. I think it just matter. It's a matter of can the Nats be aggressive enough to offset the desire to play for a contender? I mean, Reese Hoskins was in a world series. His last game played was the world series in 2022, right? He's not going to want to go to a rebuilding team, but if the Nats offer X amount more per year or like more incentives or, you know, whatever it may be to help offset that initial desire to go to a legitimate contender right now. I I think that can really put them in play or, you know, they shift their attention to one of the third base bats, whether it's a Matt Chapman or a Jamer Candelario or knowing the Nats, none of those guys are in play. They just wanted to, you know, shed salary. I don't know, but regardless, I, I was really concerned Don Smith would be back and I am overjoyed that he is not returning in 2024 yeah I mean I was just uh I was gonna skip right over him because he's pretty much irrelevant in the grand scheme of (laughs) actual baseball but yeah it was basically our Christmas today so yeah uh, that was pretty fun yeah Um, but today is Christmas for you guys because today is our free agency predictions episode we're gonna dive into the top 20 free agents Maybe not necessarily the top 20 in terms of like the consensus rankings, but we'll do top 20 or like 20 names of the top guys, you know, whatever. Uh, but regardless, we're, we're diving into that, giving our predictions for every single one. We'll do 10 more in depth and then do kind of a, a rapid fire 10 uh, towards the end. Um, but this is like one of my favorite episodes every year. I love <laughs> calling my shot. I mean, you saw how much I called my Corey Seager shot. So I can only imagine what's going to come from this. Should I get some of these projections right? Which let's be honest, I definitely will. But um, <laughs> Trey, do you have anything before we get started? Uh, I was, I'm the opposite. I'm scared because my predictions from <laughs> last offseason were, were pretty bad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, I actually uh, do think my 
off-season predictions weren't the best, but my bold season predictions were on point. Yeah, and I'm gonna try and try and do better this this yeah. offseason. Hey, that's all we can do. We just one percent gotta improve. One percent yeah. better. One and zero every day. That's right. Yeah, all right, we're not doing that. <laughs> not doing that shit. Nope. <laughs> no. Here I am trying to pick you up, be a good, nice co-host, and you have, just have to go. Th- what are you gonna mention, Matt? Next, like, is, is that what we're doing here? Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. We'll just. I'll just. I just wanted to do do a funny funny prank because uh-huh. you're just so happy about Dom, and I just want to remind you who our manager is. But. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's we should go ahead and get started on some of these free agent projections because there's one specifically huge free agent. His name's Otani. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he's kind of a big deal. Never. And Nick, uh, you've been talking. I know where you think he's going to go, or yep. at least where you want him to go. Yeah, and I think you that I started off. Well, I, I was going to say I think I've jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, officially. all right. Because nice. I want to see Otani with the Chicago Cubs. I don't want to see him in la or new york or boston i want him to go somewhere a little bit different i think it would be fun i'm not really honestly i don't really have a prediction for otani because he's kind of a he's kind of his own thing really he's not necessarily this huge unicorn yeah he's not necessarily about like the big payday he's going to get paid regardless so he's not really worried about it he's kind of it seems more like he wants to be somewhere where he's comfortable um so it, it's just a different look for a big free agent to sign uh, with, with Chicago, like the one of the main free agents. Um, so it's it's it would be really cool if they were to be or if they were to pull that off. It would be cool as a baseball fan, not cool as a Nats fan, um, just because the Nats and Cubs rebuilt at the same time. And here they are players for the biggest free agent in baseball history. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm still on that that bad bandwagon. Obviously, the Vegas odds have really shifted in the Cubs' favor. The Dodgers are still the fav- the betting favorites uh, to land Otani, but the Cubs have jumped from like tenth to second, mm-hmm. um, and you know that's pretty telling. Like Vegas is more often than not correct, and they certainly know when things are shifting and tides are shifting. That's what you know they're paid to do. Um, or we pay them to do because we always bet and just donate our hard-earned money to them. Um, but yeah, I, I've been on the Shohei Otani to the Cubs train for a while. Uh, basically, ever since the Cubs missed the playoffs, I told you go back to that episode uh, where we, you know, recapped the season and previewed the playoffs. I said that I would not be surprised if the Cubs went out and made a big splash. They they did it in a way that I wasn't expecting in hiring a division rivals manager, arguably one of the best managers in baseball and credit council. Um, and I don't think it's going to stop there. Like their ownership clearly has a, a level of expectation um, when it comes to performance. And they know after a couple year reset that this team's ready to go, or at least on the cusp. So getting a, a bonafide manager in there and presumably a bonafide free agent, and Shohei Otani can really take them over the top. So I'm still on that that train, um, and I'm going to – I mean, I, I started this segment talking about all my victory laps, and this will be my biggest one for quite some time <laughs> if, uh, if this really comes to fruition. But uh, according to MLB Trade Rumors, all of those guys still predict that he will go to the Dodgers. Again, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, it's a short trip from Anaheim up to L.A., um, 
and Otani gets to stay on the West Coast, which Trey, you alluded to. He initially signed with the Angels because of the proximity to Japan. Um, and initially, like when he first came over uh, from Japan, he basically ruled out the entire East Coast because it, it was just too far from Japan. Um, but I think with the Cubs, um, they're not as far as the, the East Coast, but they're not necessarily close. But I think with their established um, – interest in the Japanese market. Obviously they already have Seiya Suzuki and um, who knows, they might go out and get another one of the, the Japanese arms or uh, you know, whatever that, that, that were posted or will be posted in the coming years. Um, I think that kind of helps uh, Shohei be a little bit more comfortable. Cause I agree with you. I do think Shohei values uh, the comfort and the fit just as much as the winning. Um, and I think with the Cubs, he can do both. So, yeah. And I uh, think money is the last thing he get he really cares about. So MLB trade rumors has him at 12 years, 528 yeah, he, million. He's, he's going to get a giant contract. I don't really think he cares about making it as large as possible because like, yeah, that doesn't seem to be his personality and he's already yeah. a freaking bazillionaire through endorsements. So it doesn't even matter uh, about yeah. his contract really. Yeah. But he is going to be just fine. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about one of those Japanese arms I mentioned, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, um, the World Baseball Classic. I mean, one of the World Baseball Classic aces. The J- Japan just went out there and shoved the entire tournament. Um, but he's being posted from. I was going to try to give his team name, um, but anyways, he's being posted. He, he won the Japanese Cy Young, um, and. I'm recalling this from the uh, COVID year pandemic when it was just um, the Korean baseball league going on and how most scouts view the Japanese league and Korean league. They view the Korean league as equivalent to double a and Japanese baseball as basically in between triple a and the majors, right? So a step down from the majors, but a step up from triple a. So, you know, quadruple a, so to speak, Regardless, Yamamoto winning the Cy Young in Japan and oh, having a 195 ERA in 143 innings. Uh, yeah, that'll play. That'll play. He's going to be an ace uh, with whoever signs him. And listen, I initially said the Yankees would go out and get him. Um, we, we don't have to spend too much time on this, but I think Brian Cashman's not doing himself any favors really shooting shooting himself in the foot long story short he basically called out john carlo extension or john carlo stanton um for always being injured and john carlo stanton's agent is also yoshinobu yamamoto's agent <laughs> so that did not resonate that's well. interesting i did not know that yeah so i am officially pivoting from the yankees to the new york mets uh, um gross. it sucks i i don't want it obviously but we know the mets to be aggressive um they obviously really need pitching and they really want to cut the yankees so i think when you have all those factors working towards you and now on yamamoto's side with them trying p- potentially trying to stick it to the yankees i think the mets are bigger players than they ever have been before so i'm going to say yamamoto lands with the mets uh, I hate it, but unfortunately, I could see it. Um, but yep. that's not who I picked. I uh, I okay. went in a different direction since I 
was kind of leaving Otani open for a while um, for the Dodgers, but I ended up giving him to Chicago for this particular uh, prediction. So I'll give the Dodgers Yamamoto. I think that they'll go out and get, uh, yeah. they're going to get a starter. It doesn't really matter which one, but like <laughs> they'll probably go for the, the top guy since they're the Dodgers. So it makes a lot of sense to me that they would um, pursue one of the top starters because they, they really struggled with pitching for like the first time in a while last season. So um, yeah, I, with, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, yeah, I see Yamamoto uh, going to LA if Otani doesn't go there. Yeah, especially with, I mean, Walker Bueller's coming back from injury. Clayton Kershaw, who knows what his future holds. I mean, he could go elsewhere. He's a free agent as well. Uh, Julio Arias doesn't deserve ever to play baseball again. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they, they really, really need pitching. So it would not shock me at all, especially if they miss out on Otani and then decide to pivot to Yamamoto. My thought process is the Yamamoto sweepstakes get settled before the Otani sweepstakes. So the Dodgers kind of miss out on both. Um, That would be cool. That's my thought process. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the biggest uh, MLB free agent pitcher in Blake Snell. Um, Again, short, short and sweet. I think Blake Snell is deserves a lot more credit than he's getting right now. Everyone's so stuck on the, oh, he doesn't pitch deep in the games. A lot of that's philosophy based between the Rays and Padres. Um, yeah, the, the walks are a little bit higher than you'd like, but I mean, the whip and the run prevention and all those other stats, like it's per nine. That's the yeah. most, that's so the most telling. You I, just I think get, give up any hits. <laughs> right. I think they're just diving a little too deep in it. All that being said, he's a, he's going to win Cy Young. He's a two time Cy Young award winner. How often do those guys hit the market? Uh, he's going to get paid, and whoever pays him is going to get a really, really, really good pitcher. Um, and unfortunately for the Nats, I have him going to the Phillies. Um, I, yeah, I, I think the fit makes sense. Um, they could use a, a, a lefty, a, a high-quality lefty, like no disrespect to Ranger Suarez, but obviously he's no Blake Snell. Um, and obviously Aaron Nola is a free agent. So if they lose out on uh, Aaron Nola, then, you know, Blake Snell is hardly a, uh, consolation prize. So I have him going to the Phillies. Yeah, I have, I mean, we'll get, to, I'll get to my pitcher for the Phillies. Cause I do have one, but it's not nice. Blake Snell. Um, okay. uh, I actually have Blake Snell heading to Boston, uh, because they're going to make one move. I just can't yeah. tell which one. They they have to make a pitching move because they have nothing. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. their best pitcher last year was like Cutter Crawford, and he was like, you no, know, he was good, but they don't. That's not really the Red Sox way. They need an ace. Um, and Chris Sale obviously isn't that guy anymore. That he was the last not that guy uh, pal. He's not that guy anymore. Not that guy pal. So, uh, you know, bring in a new uh, the new lefty to replace him, Blake Snell. Come on down to Boston. I think that's where he's going to end up. Yeah, MLB Trade Rumors has a seven-year, $200 million contract with Blake Snell. Um, And we'll talk about the contracts in general here um, in a moment. But I guess in my mind, MLB players are still struggling to get paid when in reality the past couple of years that hasn't been the case. Like guys have been being paid and paid for a long time. Yeah, especially especially for this offseason. Like I've been thinking some of these numbers are going to be a lot bigger than people realize because – baseball in general was bigger than it has been in forever. Yeah. So 
the revenues there, that means that theoretically the salary should go up. But yeah. um, we'll have to wait and see with that. But uh, here's where I get to the Yankees is our next guy here. Okay. Um, so my theory is that, you know, the Cashman and Steinbrenner are both like, we know what we're doing and the, the other these other people don't and they're not in, in our <laughs> inner circle. I actually think that th- right. that's a whole bunch of posturing and they're actually like, oh, we actually need to make something happen. We went 82 and 80 last year. 82 and 80 for the New York Yankees is basically like a 60 win season. So I actually anticipate them getting aggressive in the off season. Um, And I know that kind of goes against what people might be thinking right now. Um, Mm. But I have them going out and getting Cody Bellinger. Um, I thought the Cubs initially might bring him back, but if I, now I'm kind of on the bandwagon with you that they're going to pursue Otani. So that leaves Bellinger with a different, a different landing spot. If I wouldn't anticipate the Cubs, even trying to sign another free agent if they get Otani. But uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking that the short porch there is perfect for Bellinger. The Yankees need a big splash star uh, to get their fan base back on their side because the fans are not happy right now. So uh, give me Cody Bellinger uh, in in New York. I don't really love that because I think he's, I kind of think he's back and I don't like the Yankees, but uh, at the end of the day, they got, they got big money there. So uh, I think that's where he ends up. Listen, I can see it um, um, for those that follow District on Deck. We all we put out our stat predictions on there, and I actually did have uh, Cody Bellinger going to the Yankees. Um, you know, maybe I'm just trying to be spicy. Maybe there actually is something to the Brian Cashman thing that's really soured some free agent interest. Um, you know, obviously, if the Yankees pay up, then everyone's going to forget what Cashman like said, so it, it won't matter. I am going to change my initial prediction though again okay uh i am all on the yankees really shooting themselves in the foot and just continuing to spiral i think it's good for baseball um <laughs> so it's good for everyone that's not yankees fan, right uh i but i will preface this by saying if the cubs don't get otani i fully expect them to turn their entire efforts towards Bellinger. And if that's the case, and I think it would happen that Cody Bellinger goes back to the Cubs. But again, in my predictions, the Cubs land Otani. They don't have the money to pay for uh, Bellinger. So Bellinger becomes the face of the franchise for a team that's been trying desperately for years, basically since the Bryce Harper free agency to get a face of the franchise that is the San Francisco Giants. Okay. Yeah, that, that's um, that's kind of where I thought you were going. They've tried so hard. <laughs> and, and I to the point where I almost feel bad for them because they like got so far. You know, and didn't, didn't even matter. matter. <laughs> um, but like they, they've been trying for years. And I, I feel bad for them because typically we're like, ah, baseball owners are cheap, they never spend. The Giants are trying to spend, it's just nobody goes there. <laughs> um like they try to get Bryce Harper. Obviously, we know the Carlos Correa fiasco. They went after Aaron Judge, like Arson Judge, Arson yeah, Judge. To, right. So it's like they they've tried for some of the biggest names in baseball, but I think Cody Bellinger is inevitably the one that sticks, um, and he he just becomes that face of the franchise. Because listen, Cody Bellinger is a 28 year old former MVP that hits free agent coming off an All Star season. Like how often does that happen? Um, basically, Bryce. End of list, you know? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so Cody Bellinger is going to get like a 12-year deal 
Uh, I fully expect that. And the Giants not really having a ton of long-term high AAV deals in place already. They can afford to quote-unquote overpay for Bellinger in order to secure him up long-term and make him face a franchise. So I think Cody Bellinger is going to the Giants. Yeah, I mean, financially, it makes sense. Like you're, you're exactly right that they have, they don't, they're not committing a bunch of long-term money right now to anybody really. Mm-hmm. So they definitely have the the option of doing so. It's funny because I actually had Bellinger going to the Giants at first until um, I decided to play this Yankees narrative that I'm playing now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, it would be a good fit there, though. It would make a lot of sense. Um, yeah, and. So now moving over to a back to starting pitching um, off of our position player, Mr. Bellinger going to Aaron Nola. So Aaron Nola's already been looked at, I believe by the Braves and Cardinals. Correct. Um, And I have him going to the Cardinals. So the reason I do is because again, this is another team that struggled to put together consistent starting pitching last year. Um, you know, especially while they were force feeding Adam Wainwright starts with a seven ERA, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they need to make some kind of move here for a starting pitcher. It would make sense for them to go out and get one and pretty much any of these guys. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Aaron Nola is going to the Cardinals. I don't know why exactly it just fits in my brain. So they're going to go for one of them. And I pick Nola to be that guy. Um, so yeah, the Cardinals are in an interesting spot in general, just because, they underperform so poorly, but they still have like a decent roster. So I'm, I'm kind of curious as to see what, what they do this off season. If they go fully, uh, if they try to push fully with this group that they have currently, if they're moved, they start selling off some assets. Um, but I kind of expect them to push uh, and, and go for some free agents. And I think Noel is that guy. Yeah, I would agree. I think the smart move would be to sell off uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado, but I also agree that um, they're going to go for it. Um, and short and sweet, I have Aaron Nola going to the Cardinals as well. Hey, there we go. Um, I, I think they need pitching. I know they need pitching. They need an ace. Um, and I don't know if I would necessarily consider Aaron Nola an ace. I think he's a very good number two, but that's fine. Like, you know, he's still going to get paid. He still deserves to get paid. Yeah. Um, he's one of the most durable and consistent pitchers in baseball. Um, and that's worth something. So I think that the Cardinals will outbid potentially the Phillies and, and the Braves and possibly the Dodgers for uh, um, Aaron Nola services and make him their ace of the future. Yeah, um, that's awesome. We had, the, we had the same one there. Awesome. So uh, uh, then we're going to the best reliever in the market. Uh, Josh Hader coming off a really good season in San Diego. Um, I've seen contracts going up to like five, six seasons on the contract for him, which kind of risky ins- insane to me for a reliever, but he is a very, very good reliever. Uh, and to me, the contender that makes the most sense is the Texas Rangers, because although they just won the world series, it was very clear and obvious that their bullpen is definitely the weak spot. Uh, it's not really a question. They had, they were kind of just forcing Josh spores to pick up like, ample innings all season <laughs> and it, it worked but it worked. it's not something you want to you know fall into the habit of doing so uh they get a reliable uh back end of their bullpen pitcher for years to come probably um four or five or maybe even six seasons which would be pretty insane but they have obviously shown the willingness to spend a ton of money and it's worked for them so i don't see why they would stop um i like it 
I also like the Rangers staying aggressive, not getting complacent after winning World Series. So I like both. I have a little bit of a spicy take. Ooh, okay. um, and it, it's surprising because this team shouldn't be all that surprising when it comes to free agency and spending. I have Josh Hader going to the Dodgers. Um, I think that they could potentially miss out on some of the top guys, like a like an Otani Yamamoto. Um, and while I do expect them to address starting pitching in, in a significant way, what's the best way to make up for weaker starting pitching? A stronger bullpen. Um, I'll Also, for Hater's perspective, I think he's trying to break Edwin Diaz's mark uh, for a, a reliever contract record. Yeah, that makes and sense. And I think the Dodgers are really the only team that would do that. So like a five-year, $105 million deal for Josh Hader in LA. I think that that makes sense uh, for both sides. So I have Josh Hader going to the Dodgers. Yeah, it is interesting that you point out that it, you know, no, for normal free agents, you'd be like, okay, the Dodgers make sense because they pay everyone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they've been such a pitching lab recently. They, they haven't had to do as much, uh, you know, big name free agent bullpen acquisitions because either they've found guys and put them in their pitching lab and made them elite or they've had guys from their farm system come up and play well so yeah from that perspective it is a little weird just to float the dodgers there but it makes sense if uh if they do miss out on some of the bigger starters uh they also paid i mean this is a couple years ago but they also were willing to like give kenley jansen the reliever contract record as mm -hmm. well so they have historical precedent to pay relievers big money which i think is important here yeah that, that that's a good point I, I didn't i wasn't thinking much about jansen but yeah um that's actually crazy that they paid him that much during that portion of his career where they he's out, starting to decline they a bit. the nats the nats he was, yeah he was almost a national that's right i forgot about that we can make like <laughs> an all-star cal or like a, a playoff caliber team out of the guys that were almost nationals yeah, that's probably we should. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, next that episode. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For ninety dollars more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For one hundred and thirty more, you'll be a swole member. And for just three hundred dollars more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy. Always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Um, right. Yeah, let's let's move on to the next guy. Sonny Gray uh, is next on the list. Uh, one of the more underrated arms in baseball. Also, one of the older quality arms. So he might be in demand because teams won't have to shell out a seven-year deal for Sonny mm-hmm. Gray. Who knows? Maybe a, a team goes Darvish on him and pays him till he's 40-41. I don't know, but... Uh, on paper, Sonny Gray, probably like a four-year deal. Um, that's what MLB Trade Rumors has him getting. I could see this going a ton of ways. I, I can see him going to uh, back to Minnesota. I can see him going to Philly. I can see him going to Atlanta. Um, at the end of the day, though, uh, I, I mentioned it. The Dodgers are going to address their starting pitching in one way, and I think they'll – quote unquote, overpay in terms of AAV, um, similar to like a Trevor Bauer deal where it's a really high AAV, but like for three years with like an opt out or something like that to leave the Dodgers some wiggle room. Um, so I have Sonny Gray going to the Dodgers because they miss in in my predictions, they miss out on Nola 
Yamamoto and Snell. So it's sending great to the Dodgers for me. Gotcha. Yeah. So this is where I bring in my Phillies pitcher here. Is, yeah, there uh, it is. Mr. Sonny Gray. So um, it would it would make sense for, again, the Phillies to be looking for another starter since Nola is probably going to walk. Uh, so why not bring in Sonny Gray to replace him? He was excellent last year. And like you said, they don't have to commit a huge year total uh, to Sonny Gray if they if they do go a little bit higher on the AAV because. Yeah, he's like he's gonna be like 34, which is crazy to think about, especially when you look at what he looks like. He he's looks been like around he's, forever. He's been he around forever, the, but he was on the athletics like wild those like really good A's teams that were yeah. in the wild card game, which is so absurd to think about. Yeah, because he looks like he's 25. Right. So it's it's pretty funny. But um yeah, no, I have uh I have Gray going to the Phillies, the Phillies and Braves, uh, and like I'll I'll you know, all the big the big contenders they're all going to get one of these starters it just depends on which one they get <laughs> right so right. um but yeah so then we're moving to a different a totally different starting pitcher uh who i i've mentioned multiple times now uh throughout our playoff uh episodes and everything that he's earned himself a lot of money by pitching really well in the playoffs um and that's jordan montgomery great way to get paid yeah, uh, for sure, because, you know, contenders looking at those playoff performances and they're saying, you know, we're going to pay you for that. And if you do that, then we're going to love you. Um, so I think it, it would it would probably make sense for the Rangers to pursue a reunion here. But also, I don't think they're going to, because once again, I am bringing my Yankees narrative back. <laughs> I, I am going to say that a reunion is happening in New York instead of Texas. Yeah, he's going to be a Yankee. And I think that they're going to think that they messed up when they traded him and they're going to try and rectify that by re-signing him. Uh, we'll see if that works out, but I, I, it's just kind of a funny outcome to me. So I want it to happen. I can <laughs> so, see it. Uh, yeah. I, it, it would make sense. Um, here, I'll pull up uh, the, the Yankees Photoshop of Jordan Montgomery <laughs> right now. Oh my God. Wow. Look how good that first is. look, first look at Monty in a Yankee uniform. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's my, spot for yeah. jordan montgomery so the 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 rumor mill has boston all over jordan montgomery that makes a lot of sense to me you had what snell going to boston yeah um so them landing a, a premier starting pitcher would not be surprising and i do think boston's going to he be heavily involved but again in this situation so far i don't have the rangers going getting anybody and i think jordan montgomery is just like an ideal candidate to remain in, in uh, Texas. Obviously they know what they have in him. He pitched exceptional there, no state tax in Texas. Uh, I think there's a lot of things going for the Rangers. If they did decide to pursue Jordan Montgomery and after the way he pitched in the playoffs, I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, so I have Jordan Montgomery staying in Texas. Yep. I can absolutely see it. Um, it, it would, it would make sense for them to, to try and keep him there because he was just elite with, was with the Rangers. So good. I mean, he was good. So good. He was good with the Cardinals last year too, but I mean, it was a different, it was good with the Yankees. He's kind of a good yeah. pitcher. <laughs> he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of a good, yeah. It was, it was weird that they, that the Yankees traded him initially, but um, that's, that's in the past now. So maybe they'll try and bring him back and, and get some goodwill with their fans again. Um, yep. But yeah, they were heading out uh, to a, uh, a DH candidate, the biggest, probably one of the bigger, just pure DH candidates, I would say, mm -hmm. uh, this offseason. And that's JD Martinez, who had another great season in LA. Um, again, another guy that I could see 
just going for the reunion and heading heading back to the Dodgers on on a on a one year contract or something. Um, yeah. But I decided to throw him somewhere else because I felt like I needed to give this team somebody, even though on paper they have a very complete roster. They just have kind of disappointed when it counts, and that's the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, they did take a slight step back in terms of power last year, which is why I decided to inject their lineup with a with a powerful hitting DH and um, a guy that can still go to the opposite field well, which lines up with Toronto's hitting philosophy and uh you're talking about a stadium that is it's not dodger stadium let's just put it that way so uh it it makes sense for the stadium makes sense for uh the the team because they need they need some home run power um and they need a dh so i i'm going jd martinez to the blue jays yeah um i could see that as well we'll talk about the blue jays as we rattle off the the remainder of our predictions um they're going to need to do something because uh, they have a really talented roster, but it, obviously it's not enough to get to where they want to go. And they really disappointed this past year. Um, I have JD Martinez going to the Mets. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think they're very tired of DHing guys like Daniel Vogelbach. Um, and uh, they're going to go after the high priced flyers that I wish the Nationals would go after. So JD Martinez would have a hot first half in New York and then be traded at the deadline for you know, another top 100 prospect that Steve Cohen decides to buy from a team in order, you know, and pays the remainder of JD Martinez's salary in order to do so, um, which is just so annoyingly awesome. Yeah, no, <laughs> like it's hilarious. Going, going out and buying top 100 prospects. Hey, if you I mean, can do it, why not? There's yeah, no, there's more no power cap in you. this league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I have JD Martinez going to the Mets. Um, and rounding out our top 10, uh, we're going to go to Toronto in one of their premier free agents and Matt Chapman. Um, I, I've been on the Matt Chapman bandwagon. I can also say I really underestimated uh, the contract Matt Chapman was going to get <laughs> uh, MLB trade rumors. Uh, let, let, I had it right here. They have him at six years, 150 million. Um, slightly more than my three-year, sixty million dollar pact that I thought he would be getting. So yeah, that's, that's more than I. Um, personally. certainly changes my initial outlook. I did have him back in Toronto. I don't think they're going to give him that kind of money when they're going to be looking to extend, you know, Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And they're already paying, you know, a couple of pitchers and, and things like that. Um, so I, I don't see that happening, but. I do see another premier team who really surprised this year, but they were a year too early, but they're willing to eat money in DFA, a terrible starting pitcher and they made the world series. Yep. Um, so yep. I think Matt Chapman's going to Arizona. I think yep. Arizona's going to land one of these guys. They clearly have a need at third base. Uh, Matt Chapman is well worth his value defensively, but also no slouch offensively either. Um, and he can provide a strong veteran leadership in that lineup to a bunch of young guys who were very close to winning the World Series. So I have Matt Chapman going to Arizona. I love it. Uh, I actually initially, before I changed it, had him going to the D-backs because the fit makes a lot of sense. It really It's does. actually perfect there i i -hmm. hope that you're right um but i ended up changing it to the stinky mets because 
They don't I can have see a, that too. They don't have a third baseman and Lindor and Chapman on the left side. Jesus. Yeah, and when when I especially when you mentioned what they were thinking or he he rejected a contract that was like 150 million. Yeah, I think he I think he reject I think it was 5 years 100 million or 5 years 120 million something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. So it, I mean, it would it would make sense for the Mets to come in and and pick up the tab because they got Yoink. the money to do so. Um but yeah, I I think the fit is absolutely best in Arizona and I would like them to pursue one of these top guys. I don't have them doing so, but I I want to be surprised because I think they will. I'm optimistic. I, you know what? I, I hope so. Um, yeah. But I'm going to go with the Mets there because they, they don't have a for sure third baseman right now. Um, they're, you know, Brett Beatty's kind of a question mark that he hasn't really shown enough to get a starting role. So um, it would make sense for them to get another power bat. Like you went with JD and I'm going with Chappie. So um, the Mets, obviously they're going to get somebody in the top. So that's, that's my Mets pick. I can see it. All right, let's rattle off our, our remainder, remaining 10. Uh, let's start with Jorge Soler. Where do you have him going? I got Soler to the Giants um, because, like you said, with Bellinger, um, you know, they're looking for an outfielder, and I'm not, I don't have them getting Bellinger, so let's go with the consolation, which is Soler. I would love to put Jorge Soler in a curly W uniform. I think he would solve a lot of the problems. He could DH, especially now with Joey Manessas presumably moving to first base. But I think Toronto does try to address their power issues. Jorge Soler goes up north to Canada and plays for the Blue Jays next season. Uh, next guy, Eduardo Rodriguez, probably the best uh, starting pitcher remaining on the market. Uh, where do you have Eduardo Rodri- Rodriguez going? This is where Atlanta gets their guy. I believe Eduardo Rodriguez is heading to the Braves um, because they still need some starting pitching help with the injuries that they've had in their rotation. Yeah. Uh, once again, I could really see a, a Boston swooping in here. Obviously, he Reunion. started his career in, in Boston, and I think it, it's a logical fit. But I got to put the Dodgers here. Uh, they tried to trade for him at the deadline. He opted not to due to family reasons. He wanted to be closer to his family. Those geographical restrictions are no longer. He said that. Um, and I think the Dodgers now not having to give up prospects in order to acquire him are more likely to uh, to to go out and get him, you know, free of charge, so to speak. They get Sonny Gray, Eduardo Rodriguez and Josh Hader. That's a gr- great way to build up a pitching staff that really struggled last year. Uh, next guy, we're talking. You went, you went. Sorry to cut you off, but you went big. You went big on the Dodgers for this offseason. Yeah, right. It, it would make listen, sense. It would make sense. It, if you're going to shell out $500 million for Otani, right, and then you miss out on Otani, you kind of already budgeted $500 million to spend. Yeah. You know, so go give Hater $100 million, Rodriguez $100 million, and, you know, Sonny Gray $90 million, and, you know, you're getting three guys for the price of one, you know? Yeah, and it would, you it still would make have some sense. money to spare. When you put it like, yeah, they're already budgeting for that, it would, it would make sense. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, so then we're moving on to, uh, do you have Lourdes Scoriel next yep. on your list? Okay, so I, I have Guriel heading to the Mariners because the Mariners, we kind of know that they don't go for the biggest guys, but they're going to want to improve. So I believe uh, that they will replace Teoscar Hernandez with Lourdes Guriel Jr. Yeah, um, I, I really like the, the Mariners pick. I... I kind of have two equally. Um, and I know that's kind of cheating. <laughs> it's okay. I, the Astros are going to sign somebody. I just oh, yeah. don't know who. 
Um, so I gave them a corner outfielder to kind of sort of replace Michael Brantley. Um, and Lourdes Gurriel seems like a guy to go to. I mean, he had a great year last year, but he seems like the kind of guy to go to Houston and then really excel. Um, the other one I could see is the Marlins. The Marlins, in my simulation, have lost out on Jorge Soler. They were obviously a playoff team last year. I think they can go out and, you know, get another big bat um, to replace Soler and so I could see Gurriel going to either one. So I'm cheating there. Uh, next guy is the the aforementioned Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, you have the the Mariners sort of moving on. So where do you have Hernandez landing? Uh, I have the Dodgers picking him up uh, as a power bat. I, I feel like it would the fit for me is the reason why. It's because Teoscar Hernandez's batted ball data is is a little spooky for most teams because he swings and misses a lot but then you get him in the freaking la dodgers lab and he'll be fine so uh it would make a lot of sense to me for them to pursue him if they don't get one of the uh, other big free agents yep i could see that as well um so i i made this prediction prior to the recent news that all options are on the table and now i feel like they're going to sell but just on the off chance that they don't i initially had to take oscar hernandez going to the brewers um they okay. also have lineup issues and if they mm-hmm. decide to go for it one last time which i think would be a mistake but you never know i think he would be a good addition he's kind of trending towards towards a primary dh at this point but obviously now all teams have the dh so it's a little bit more opportunity for hernandez and free agency my pivot would be like a team like the dodgers or the blue jays and the mariners that could use that that big bat so mm-hmm. uh, i could definitely see that all right the, the one Nats fans are are clamoring for Reese Hoskins. Obviously, the um, Phillies are moving Bryce Harper to first base permanently, which means Hoskins is officially on his way out of Philly. Where do you have him landing? I do not have Reese Hoskins landing in D.C. I'm sorry, Nats fans, but I don't. I actually have him. This is. This I this, the fit again. This is another fit. I don't know if they would actually do it, but. The Cleveland Guardians need some homers, and uh, I feel like Reese Hoskins is the perfect guy to do that. Where it's they're not going to give him a multi-year deal because they won't, they don't really do that except for uh, Jose Ramirez, and uh, they would be able to get some power in a lineup that really really needs it. They still have really good young pitching. Um, they still have a great bullpen. They just need to add some some thunder to that lineup. Um, so give me the Guardians. I like it. I like the thought process. I would obviously love Hoskins in DC. I think they get outbid and to really rub salt in the wound. I think they get outbid by the team that rebuilt at the same time. And they did. I think Reese Hoskins signs with the Cubs on a one year uh, deal to rejuvenate his value. The Cubs, obviously they can afford to shell out, you know, the 20 million it'll take to get him for one year. And then obviously have him come off the books in 2025. So they're not, you know, shelling out two insane long-term contracts in the same offseason. Because, again, in my simulation, they have Otani. I think Hoskins can rejuvenate his value there in Chicago on a really competitive team. Uh, The Cubs can kind of – I think Matt Mervis is their first-base prospect. They can kind of bring him along slowly rather than inserting him into a playoff-caliber team, um, you know, as a rookie. So uh, I think Hoskins to – to Chicago makes a lot of sense in my mind. All right. The last couple guys here, Lucas Giolito, uh, bounce back candidate, Supreme. Where do you have him landing? Bring him home. 
Bring him <laughs> I home. I would love bring it. Bring him home. He's coming home to DC. The Nationals like to pay their starting pitchers. So bring him home on a one year deal. Let's see if we can get a bounce back season to maybe trade him for his prospects. Would love that. Um, a, a big theme of mine is guy is teams replacing guys that they lost in free agency. I have Lucas Giolito landing in Minnesota. Uh, I think Minnesota got a taste of winning this year, obviously in the postseason. Um, they're not going to want to just like sit on their hands and let all their, their premier guys leave without trying to replace them. I think he goes to Minnesota. They try to give it another push uh, in 2024 for a postseason run. Um, Whit Merrifield is next on our list. Um Enjoyed an all-star campaign with the Blue Jays last year. A little bit older, but still some value. Where do you have Whit Merrifield landing? Uh, so I had Whit. I was trying to figure out exactly what he might be thinking and is if he's just trying to join a contender and go for the ring or if he wants to start because I think there's some yep. places where he can get a starting spot. And I, I ended up going with the ladder and put him with the Pittsburgh Pirates as their starting second baseman uh, and a, a guy that the Pirates could potentially trade to a contender if he does play well. Um, it gives Wit op- the option to be a starter and prove that he still has some gas left in the tank. Uh, and it would make a lot of sense to me if he uh, is thinking that in that way. I can definitely see it. Um, I was along the same lines as you and trying to think of a, a kind of a, a marriage of a place where he can start, but also be on a, a contending team or at least like a fringe playoff team. I have Whit Merrifield landing in Seattle. Uh, I think they've been trying to address the second base position for a while. They don't want to completely give up, um, although I would like to see them be a little bit more aggressive than they have been. Like they went out and got Luis Castillo at the deadline and then kind of stopped there. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see them really make a splash. I don't think Whit Merrifield is as big of a splash as I'm sure their fans were hoping for, but I think Whit Merrifield can also provide the Mariners some value in their 2024 hopes as well. Um not the last pitcher, but the last kind of multi-year pitcher we're, we're talking about is Marcus Stroman. Um, again, in, in my simulation, I have the the Cubs getting Otani and then Reese Hoskins. I do think they really need pitching, but I think they'll probably need to look elsewhere um, with so much money committed to position players. So I have Marcus Stroman going to the Diamondbacks. I think the Diamondbacks are really going all in. They go get Matt Chapman. They go get Marcus Stroman, and they try to make a run at this thing once again. I have Marcus Stroman going to the Diamondbacks. I hope you're right because, once again, I have uh, a guy that you have going to Arizona going to the Mets. So uh, I hope that that he does go to Arizona and not the Mets. But, uh, you know, he was pretty beloved as a Met, so it would make a lot of sense. He seemed to like playing there, and uh, the – the city responded well to his energy. So um, I, I, I see the Mets swooping in for a starter there and getting Stroman back. Yep. Uh, next guy, Jamer Candelario, obviously was great with the national in line for a multi-year deals, sizable payday pay increase from his last, uh, you know, last deal, which was just 5 million over one year. Um, I initially had him going to Arizona and I still think that's a big possibility, but I have, the Dimebacks paying up for Matt Chapman, so they wouldn't need Candelario. But again, recurring theme here: Blue Jays lost Matt Chapman, so they go get Jamer Candelario to fill the third base need. I, I think he provides a, a great fit to their lineup. Can switch hit, has some pop, plays a solid defense. I think the Blue Jays get Jamer Candelario. Yeah, that's actually a really good fit uh, in terms of their hitting philosophy as well. Line drives, doubles, stuff like that. So that makes sense to me as well. But I actually. Uh, have Candelario joining the New York Yankees. 
Um, they are in the market for a third baseman. They have uh, Oswaldo Peraza, who is is a is an interesting prospect, um, but he can also play second base. Uh, so I don't think that should have any kind of uh, that shouldn't block Candelario from being signed. Uh, so I have him going to New York. I like it. And the last guy we're going to talk about today is Jack Flaherty, short and sweet. I haven't mentioned them once, um, but I know they're going to make a move somewhere. I have Jack Flaherty going to the Braves and trying to resurrect his career in Atlanta on a uh, competitive playoff team. Uh, For Jack Flaherty, I put him in Detroit. And the reason I did so is because it seems like Detroit is in the prime spot to make a move and and potentially get one of these big free agents. Um, they went 78 and 84. They're in a weaker division. Some of their younger players have played better last year. Mm-hmm. So it looks like maybe they're coming along. I couldn't find the right fit there though. So I just kind of went ahead and threw the Tigers Flaherty just to say, Hey, I see you, but There's I don't really know what team. they're going to do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and, and it make, but it, but honestly, you know, they played okay last year. So if, if, if they were to sign a guy, it wouldn't actually be that surprising to me. I could see it, and uh, I think it's funny how neither of us mentioned the Orioles, um, which well, is I, very, very fitting purpose. for that ownership. Yeah, yeah, because of that dude. So yeah, yeah. so prove uh, prove sorry, otherwise, sorry, O's fans. Prove right. otherwise, sorry. and maybe we'll predict next year that you'll sign some people. Sorry, O's fans, but that does it for our top twenty predictions. Obviously, we'll revisit them as uh, they turn out to be right, and if they're completely <laughs> wrong, we'll just never mention when them they're again. when they're all correct. We'll be back to to. Uh, toot our own horns and when they're all wrong we won't mention them forever and banish them to never exist again exactly but uh here's to hoping that the mlb offseason picks up here in the coming weeks um hoping uh, no more poo viruses infect the the (laughs) the meetings for anyone who didn't doesn't know what i'm talking about uh yeah there's a uh, a virus that upset some stomachs at the uh, general manager meetings last week so literal uh, shit show yeah oh that was good yeah that was good um but yeah so here's to hoping that the market picks up and we get some movement and some news in the coming weeks but be sure to follow us on twitter at district bsb uh trey and my handles are below um if you're watching on youtube or obviously if you you go on twitter you'll find us there too um and yeah that that's pretty much all, all we got trey you got anything before we head out Let's get let's turn on the stove. I, I need the I stove to get warm. Let's make least. sure the stove works. Yeah, like, yeah. Let, let, let's let's get it going. Let's let's, let's get let's one test signing. the waters here yeah. and, and, and get some because nothing's really happened and I'm bored. So yeah. let's let's right. let's turn it on at least. All right. Final final prediction before we head out. Who's the first guy to sign? Really quick. First guy to sign is going to be uh uh calling it right now, Eduardo uh, Rodriguez. That okay, that's a good one. I will go with Oscar Hernandez. All right, there we go. All right, guys, we appreciate it, and we will see you guys next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.